You're listening to The Alcoholic, The Cuck, and The Obsolete Piece of Software. You're listening to The Fellas. Three fucking hours? Are they for real? Yeah. Is that how long? Did, was somebody timing that? How long was that fucking movie, man? About three hours. Really? Yes. Well, I mean, it didn't feel like three hours. It was pretty good. It felt kind of, y'all felt a little shorter than three hours, but my bladder is not happy because I came in having to piss, and I had to hold my piss throughout the whole thing, but I guess it just goes to show how good it is. Uh, hey, is, is Dane booted up? Hey, Dane, you there? Dang. I'm here, I'm here. All right, boy, what a day. All right, so we just got back from seeing uh, Blade Runner 2049. Why they just don't say Blade Runner 2 is beyond me. I guess it's because, like, the first Blade Runner was, like, 20, 2018 oh. or 2019. Oh, so there's still time for that stuff to happen. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, that ain't too bad. And the movie came out in 1982. God. Damn, it's old as my motherboard. Jesus Christ, yeah. I'm old as shit. And it's going to stay that way, too. Oh, I feel bad. I am old as fuck. But you've seen things. Yeah, but that don't make it better. I've seen things that I'll regret. <laughs> so anyway, we saw Blade Runner 2049, and I got to tell you, um, Dane, being the old-ass Amiga board that he is, around from that age, so whenever there's something based from the 80s, he kind of gets a robotic heart on. What we're going to do, you know what, Dane, I'm going to let you uh, take the captain's seat. Steer the ship. I'm going to let you steer the ship, for better or worse. You're going to kill us all. Hey, I Dane, will kill you, us all. Why don't you give us a quick rundown on the plot? And, well, and don't we just, worry, everybody. We'll say spoilers when This is Blade Runner 2049, so the continuation of the first one, which started in 1982. Before that, a disaster that's called The Blackout. It's a short anime film. Oh, that's right. To yes. find out what happened. Like so the what these terrorists did is they detonated a nuclear device in the atmosphere. That's an EMP wave uh-huh. and wiped out and blew up the main station that was carrying all the data that the world has. It's like somebody blowing up Google or uh-huh. something like that. The so, internet, everything was gone. So basically, like, let's say, for instance, I want to make sure I understand this. Ray constantly uses his yeah. cell phone to send dick yeah. pics. And all the dick pics would automatically go up to the cloud. Right. You're saying if they detonate this bomb, all yeah. of Ray's dick pics, which were we, up on the cloud, are be now gone. Erased, entirely erased. So he could never get those dick pics back. Nope. And there will be shame and cry and stuff Dear like that. Dear God. So they had to rely on written record. Its collapse of society was imminent. And they blame it on the Nexus 8 replicants. Because they were the ones that set off the. Uh, right. So yeah. they point out the Tyrell company, they decided to put a bill that says no more replicants. Replicants from this point on are illegal. Unless the government makes it for government officials or servants. That's it. The last replicants that we had didn't have an expiration date. I thought all replicants had an expiration yes, date. Yes, but the Nexus 8 didn't. The, the Nexus 8, that was the one that Harrison Ford banged. No, Nexus 6. The one Harrison Ford banged. Yeah, there were the only Nexus five six. year expiration for those. Okay. Oh, uh, the Tyrell company does not exist anymore. Okay. So what we see in the trailers, Jared Leto, he is Dr. Wallace. Dr. Yep. Wallace boosts the economy of the world by creating clone food to grow faster start the society back in track so now the government what they decided to do is that this doctor had the rights to create replicants that the replicants are needed in the world but he created ones that are the only for the government to be used thus we find the main character which is played by Ryan Gosling is called Agent K. Agent K is a replicant and he is obedient replicant. That's what this doctor created, which there's another film. Batista, I saw that one. No, that's the third one. And he's explaining that he's bringing his angels. Legislation against uh, replicants should be uplifted. The movie Blade Runner 2049 with Dave Batista and he is a replicant. He's working on a farm. He's raising maggots for protein. Ryan Agent K decides to drop by and decides to retire him. That was his orders. Yeah. We have this great action scene with him being tossed around in the walls. Ryan's beautiful acting and not a single tear, not a single cry you see him on his face. But he acts like that in every movie. Oh, uh, he does. That's why he got well, a Oscar. he's not yelling around. Yeah, okay. I, Look, he's acting no, he's the not, same he's way. <laughs> He's acting rapid. the same way he was in Driver. Yeah, i never seen that movie, so it's called I'll being take your typecast. word for it. Yeah, pretty much those three mini-episodes that came out before the movie was supposed to set up the overall world of what's been going on in those last 30 years. That's what I liked it. I mean, the, the movie acknowledged those. 
right at the beginning of the movie with just three sentences describing exactly what happened in those three episodes that you can find on YouTube. I don't want to describe too much about what happens. I just want to describe well, the world. We'll, 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 toss wanna, up, we'll toss up the We're going to toss up the condoms and we're going to go wrong here. You're going to tell them to bite down. You're going in dry. Yeah. Bite down on something. Don't go full Todd. I think it's important. We point out the effects and the scenery because yeah. I think that really, really fucking sold this movie. Really sold this movie. What the fuck are you doing? What is that? <laughs> this guy's out he's of doing. He's today. giving this. The I'm slow giving you some music. emotion. I have yeah. no emotions. And he got I a fucking Oscar at some. Point, I gotta right? say, there's a lot of slow walking. A yeah, lot they, of down tempo ambient music. Mm-hmm. Not that it was bad. I mean, just saying that it was a lot of it. Yeah, who cares? Look, my thing is, they found to me, they found the sweet spot of making it look like uh, there's technology that evolved but there's from, the, not, from the other movie. Right, but there's not a bullshit amount of technology. Yeah. I always have a problem with, oh, in the distant future, here's what we'll have. And it's, it, to me, it looks like too much technology. Yeah. I always call bullshit on that. How fucking much is that going to cost to make? And because it costs that much to make, how much are you going to charge me to get that? And then after that, how easy will it be for me to just not do that? Yeah. And do it some other way. And every single time, if there's a significant difference in how easy it is for me to just not use that extra piece of technology, I'm not going to fucking do it. Yeah. And I, I always call bullshit on that. So looking at this, I don't see too much out there technology. The most out there technology I see is the hover cars. Right. And right. those were already in the first one. Yeah. So whatever. I'll let that go. That was this, the first one. Whatever. This movie has a beautiful mysticism about oh, it's, uh, it's, it's, the production and the course. technology that you see around it. The hologram, dude. The hologram in his apartment. I love the fact that you can see the thing is hooked up to. Yeah, his hologram is only in the yeah. living room. It can't go in the bedroom. It can't go in the kitchen. Well, maybe it can go in the kitchen. The camera can tilt. So I guess when it when what the, was the, the name arm of the hologram? goes to the kitchen and it tilts, was her it name Joy? Was Joy. Yeah, yeah. J O I Joy. You can see what it's connected to. It's the fucking thing there. So it makes sense. It's not difficult. It's just basically a fucking film projector in your room. The most you're paying for that, 500 bucks, and then that's it. It's there forever. And you just, you pay for the AI that you want, and then the AI is in there, and the AI is just a companion. I'm surprised. So you're not lonely. I'd buy it. I'd buy it too, but I'm yeah, surprised. Yeah, Ray will get that, and he'll have the image of this guy. What's his name? Franco, yeah, yeah. Oh he'll have James God. Franco around. Hey, Ray, are you home, buddy? <laughs> Yeah, James, I'm home. Uh, hey, I, I was thinking about you. Uh, I, I was smoking a little bit. I was thinking about you. You, you want to hit those pineapples? Look, man. <laughs> Look, I was shocked that women allowed that to happen. What? The hologram. Uh, no, no, you know what, man. Ray? Let me tell you a little something about <laughs> SJW and feminist culture. It's the fact that we are in such a peaceful and relaxed and abundant culture that they can get away with that shit. Yeah. Because uh, when you have an EMP go off that destroys all the electricity, all the data storage, and all the food, some feminist screaming about the fact that you get to have a hologram that looks at a woman will get thrown off of a goddamn building. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You don't have so much free time that you can complain about bullshit. That's go true. To, go to sub-Saharan Africa, where <laughs> where you'll be lucky if your son is not snatched up and thrown into some fucking junta with a gun to go kill people. That's you have true. bigger shit to worry about than the fact that you don't like the way a fucking robot looks. A robot you will never afford or see. That's actually true. Th- these are called first world problems, right? Mm-hmm. I have no doubt there would be no feminists screaming about the goddamn hologram. Those feminists would be trying to get themselves a fucking man so he can provide for them because they don't have a system in place anymore that's going to give them everything and welfare based on the backs of men. And, so, yeah, and, and I that's, see what you're saying. I you see, see what you're saying. saying. That's my rant for the day, folks. See, every once in a while, you flip <laughs> you my fucking switches. You trigger me. That's you, that SJW shit. Every you once in switches. a while, Look, you, you say the wrong fucking thing, man. I do it on purpose. The wrong fucking thing, bro, and you trigger me. And you set off the guns. <laughs> you set off the guns, man. Let me let me tell you something. What I love the most, this is near and dear to me what they did. I have always hated. Let's say you have an original one, right? And the original one has a certain level of technology. Yeah. And of course, as time goes by, that concept of what they should have is dated. Doesn't seem futuristic, doesn't seem old, whatever the fuck. So when you make the sequel, or even worse, the prequel, yes, I'm looking at you, fucking Alien Covenant, oh or my and God. fucking Prometheus. Yo, but there's yes. one thing in here that I you have to look, mention on that. Well, well I'm uh-huh. saying, let's say you, you look at the new one, and you're like, what the fuck, man? This technology is way more it's advanced way than much. what they were using before. It takes you out of it. 
And what I love is they didn't do that in this. I mm. love that so much. Remember in the original Blade Runner, who do they think was going to be running the world? Fucking Atari all over the place. Yeah. In the first one, I saw Pan Am all over the place. There was Sony, Sony in there. there. Yeah. And there was like one or two others. And of course, you look at today now, it's like Sony has declared bankruptcy twice already. Atari doesn't exist anymore. It's it's all a joke. But you look at this, it's, it's still a, it's there. It's a Google branch now. It's still there. All that stuff is still there. There's still big possibly bigger than before and some people would say oh that kind of takes me out of it because we know those aren't big companies no it's a fucking movie asshole it's not this reality it's a different reality yeah in that reality pan am is still around fucking uh eastern airlines is probably still around microsoft what the fuck is microsoft i never heard of that fuck that i got atari my Atari computer. <laughs> I don't mind if you still have in those things that realistically make no sense. It keeps the continuity of the movie, and that's what I want. And that's what they did. And I was like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Why couldn't they do that in Aliens? Yeah. Uh, his movies, he has this philosophy that we have to meet our makers. Okay. And the first Blade Runners, the Nexus, is they have to meet their makers because they wanted to live longer and they wanted to see their makers. Why you made me this right. way? And w- when you think about this, what do you really like about this movie? I, I, I like I like the cityscape, the way the the society looks actually real. Yeah. In this, the, well, the see, one, the technology uh-huh. in this movie, you know, was very grounded, but yet very sci-fi. I think this is what Ghost in the Shell wanted to do. But didn't do it in the sense of being more grounded. It yeah, hurts was, me to hear you say that because it's true. Yeah. This <laughs> did it's so it's much really, of a better really job. True. Um, yeah. I saw an evolution from comparing it from the first movie to this one in technology that was actually matching. Remember that scene when uh, Ryan is talking to the computer and he's sitting in there and the computer's talking in Japanese and, and he's um, trying to match that child who was born? Mm-hmm. Which is the main He's plot? He's trying to match the DNA yeah, strands. So this is inside a box when he went down to retire Batista, uh-huh. and in these bones, uh, they analyzed that it was a woman. They saw cuts on her pelvis, which indicated that she went through a, a childbirth. She was okay. cesarean. Now the, the cool thing is, uh, this is not a spoiler. So they found this body, and they analyzing it over there with uh, forensics and stuff like that, and they found out that this is not a regular human being, and it was a replicant. All I gotta say is, the magnification periods, even back in the first movie, when you could keep magnifying Oh yeah, yeah, photo, remember? That's bullshit and, technology, and, and, Ray. Remember the first movie? acknowledge this bullshit technology. Ray, Come Ray, on. remember in the first movie, when you were watching it, and when they go to the Harrison Ford zooming in, magnify 20%, magnify 30%. And that's all bullshit technology. You could get more information off of a photo in infinity. I don't understand it. I mean, you kept going to molecular level and then get a serial number. I was like, yeah, God, man. It's, um, never mind. Let's go back in here. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm running out of juice. That's what happens. I need lithium. You know, those uh, batteries. Those (laughs) lithium batteries. (laughs) So they found this body and uh, shit hit the fan. I mean, shit hit the fan in the sense that the plot was moving along at a well, nice, steady no, pace. No, 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 Shit, Shit hit the fan for a very realistic reason. Because I said mm-hmm. before the character pointed out, and we're going we're gonna to go to the characters next, so yeah. no problem. Before I, I mentioned that the captain, it was Robin Wright. She was Jenny in Forrest Gump. I love you, Johnny. Don't, Please don't die from AIDS. <laughs> that was her? Yeah, she was Jenny. They never said it was AIDS, by the way, but we all know what it was. And her character yeah. is Lieutenant Joshi. Yeah, yeah. She looked a lot older in the movie, but I guess that's just the makeup. She looked like really grizzled and hard. And she also plays uh, Frank Underwood's wife. And I, I kept looking at her like, Father, I know her from somewhere. What the hell is she in? It's like, it's Al Sakari's. Yeah, she's in everything now, man. Huh. Well, I tell you what, she played Claire Underwood all over again in this movie. Yeah, she, she was just hardcore, hard as tough as nails. And I like the whole fact it's like, okay, a replicant gave birth to a child. As soon as she said that, by the way, whenever someone does that, I just call that pulling an armitage. Old school anime fan to understand what that means. Pulling an armitage. Anyway, the moment they announced it, I was like, yeah, if people find out about that, all hell is going to break loose. Absolute all hell is going to break loose. And then she gets him, brings him back to her office, 
Yeah, you got to find this kid and kill it. Yeah. To give it to you. And I can't give it to anyone else, to a yep. human, because that would mean the information got out. Yeah. yeah. I have to give it to you. Plus, remember, he's one of the older models. Yeah. He's not one of the newer ones that yeah. has to be obedient. But the whole thing is, nobody wants to talk to him anyway. Yeah. Everybody fucking hates you. Because you're yeah. a fucking replica. Uh-huh. And I like so you're the best person and, and, to, to give this to. And, we and see I, that. No in, gonna listen to we you. see that in a movie. And, and, yeah, I like the way that he's going to his apartment and everybody's like the, shitting on him, even the people that he they, works with. They wrote with. fuck you on his door. Yeah. He <laughs> just ignores skin it. Job. Just ignores skin it. Job. Just fucking skin no, job. No, everyone at his job hates him. Everyone at his apartment hates complex him. hates him. And then he gets home and his hologram's like, oh, hey, honey, how are you today? That's nice. That's it. I got my hologram. The one thing it's that... Like, it's like me and my... Uh, my real doll. Yeah, and you know, this is why me. he didn't want another replicant or another girl. The, the one thing I liked about this is the way they kept him in line, and they would give him phrases, and they would say interlinked. No, that's not keeping no, him in line. No, that's just checking you were, until you, no, you 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 remember the original Blade Runner, right? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Because between yeah. me and Dane, we'll smack you around for this shit. You remember what the Voight comp test was? Yeah. Okay, Dane, you remember the Voight comp? <laughs> exactly. Test? The Voight, you yeah, go on. It represents a way where you could find a person either. You're a replicant or you're a human. Right. Why? It, you it, have no imagination if you're a replicant. You cannot exactly. imagine. Exactly. When you start using the process of your brain of imaginary conscious, that's when you start freaking out. Your emotions start going crazy. That's when Remember, you Remember, start- all a replicant can do is mimic what a human does. It doesn't have genuine emotion. It's just doing what it thinks is supposed to be emotion. And by doing this test, you're asking it so many random questions. Questions that at a certain point they start to break down and the answers don't make sense. But for a human, you don't have to think about the answer making sense. And a test compensates for that. Your answer doesn't have to make sense. You're just saying what comes naturally. But the robots have to do everything logically. They can't just say, oh, I'm just going to do what what comes naturally. No, you're going to do what's programmed. And you're programmed to mimic the humans as best as possible. And at some point, your mimics of them may not make sense because a normal person person wouldn't do that in that situation with that attitude Mm -hmm. and the test they're giving him in this is a bit more advanced because it's the reverse Mm -hmm. of what they used to do in this test they're flooding you with ideas they're flooding you with concepts and they're flooding you with words but you're supposed to focus in only on key words and when they're done with their paragraph each time you say those key words and when they put different words in place of those key words you say those key words yeah and as a replicant because remember they're not trying to decipher whether you are a replicant they know this guy's a replicant if he flubs somewhere it means something happened that he's not focused it could be him imagining he has emotions or he's having uh mental conflicts with something that has to go on but realistically all the replicants in the original blade runner that escaped to earth that he had to put down they would have failed the same test because they wouldn't have been focused yeah and if you fuck up that test that's how they know i don't know what's going on with you but your mind is all over the place you're a threat you gotta go so yeah let's let's talk about the characters let's talk about the actors and how they work with the characters and here's where I was most misled. I thought Ryan Gosling was going to be abysmal. I thought every scene he showed no emotion. I thought it showed that he just didn't know what the hell he was doing. Dude, I love the fact that he's I getting was stabbed in the ribs and he's not showing any emotion at yeah, all. Yeah, he's like, hey, dude, no, come on. Come on, stop that. Get that out. Yeah. I found out when he's a replicant, when he started getting tossed around like a rag doll and breaking the walls. Yeah. But the whole thing is him showing no emotion makes sense because he's a replicant. The whole point of him showing emotion would just be because he's trying to deceive people. He doesn't naturally show emotion, at least not until later on in the movie. But we're going to hit the spoiler alert before we talk about that. One. Now, I think. Ryan Gosling did an amazing job. Dave Bautista, surprisingly enough, did an amazing job. Yeah. Talk about gentle giant. Yeah. I'm big, I'm intimidating, I'm huge, but I'm such a nice person with my little spectacles. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold the pigeons in my hand and set them free. He's come a long way. A long way. I mean, you know, he's Drax the Destroyer for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. He has more range than The Rock. Oh yeah, The Rock is typecast as shit. Yeah. There's and not no- all that good. 
you said it, he's cartoonish, you know, and you see the evolution of Dave Batista, and you said it, right, you saw different movies that he's on, even on B-movies. And, yeah, in B-movies, he steals the same show. he's had different characters. He's got a comedic touch there. He's got a comedic touch. But Correct. From here on, yeah, we know right. that Harrison Ford is in the movie. Yes, the Harrison Ford. What Jesus. hell That dude to- became doughy and pudgy, which to me, for what he was doing in this movie, that was good. That was fine. Because he's past his prime. Now, once he started fighting yeah. Ryan Gosling. Yeah, which I love. And I kind of rolled my eyes like, dude, for real. You don't like it. You're, you're a fucking pudgy <laughs> piece of shit. He was yeah, but he was doing the rubber face. I love that shit. He's doing every, what? Every time he gets punched in the stomach, he goes... <laughs> every time you, you see any Harrison Ford movies, every time he's getting into a fight, he does the rubber face. He, hmm. You didn't notice I mean, that? I, 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 he no. goes like... <laughs> I call that the Nixon. <laughs> the Richard Nixon. <laughs> I am not a crook. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying, but it's just at this point, Harrison Ford is so fucking old. Anytime he's in the movie swinging a punch, yeah. I find it insulting to me. <laughs> As in, like, like, really? <laughs> fucking really? It's just like Jackie Chan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you really ass. hurt that guy. Oh, shit. You knocked that 28 year old guy, 280 pound guy. You, you, you really knocked him right out. Yeah. Okay. What do you want to do, yeah. Anton? You want to fight or have a drink? I would have him show up and just look at that dude and be like, are you here to kill me? No? All right, let's have a drink. Yeah. Tell, tell him what the fuck you want and leave. <laughs> that's what you would have That's done? That's what I would have expected. It's like, yeah, it, in his younger days, yeah. But even with this character, uh, Decker, Decker wouldn't just see somebody and start fucking fighting. What I would have did, I would have had us that Harrison Ford looks at him, and in less than like 20 seconds, he looks him up, looks him down. He'll ask him a very random, innocuous question, and once the dude answers it, fucking rapping. <laughs> just like, like, all right, you're here to kill me or what? No, I'm not here to kill you. All right, let's get a drink. I would just have it so that he doesn't need the test anymore. Yeah. You know, He's just that good. He knows right you know, off. He's like, a replicant. No, you know, it's slightly disappointing that what? he didn't drink all the alcohol yet. From that place where he was at. There was enough bottles lying everywhere. You could tell he was really going to town. Yeah, he, you know, he, he hit between there. him and a dog. The dog was drinking too. Is that yeah, dog but- a replicant? I don't know. Ask him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it ain't my dog if he throws up. We got we got janitorial service in the studio, right? Plus, it would be safer to drink the alcohol than the water. Oh yeah, the water's completely toxic. That whole yeah. place is radiated because yeah. they're like in San Francisco. It's all irradiated to Which hell they and show back. A beautiful uh, cinematic footage of him flying by there. Harrison Ford, I appreciate the fact that he didn't try to do any special effects to make him not look pudgy. Yeah. Like with Indiana Jones and with Star Wars and whatever, but he really looks like a fucking mess. He does look like a mess. He looks like Time was not nice to him. He needs to stop doing these action-oriented films. It, it Actually, it seems like he's just doing FaceTime for movies that he was previously in. And I'll, I'll respect that. So you know, I do FaceTime. Ever since, I get a paycheck. Ever since he had the uh, near-death experience, his wife is not allowing him to do anything with too much action. You know, that Star well, Wars almost be. killed him. He shouldn't be doing any of that shit. This is a fucking old man. Like, you know something, Ray, that I did notice? Yeah. All the women that they put in here are fucking beautiful. I don't mean yeah. hot. Oh, she's sexy. No, every female in this was beautiful. Beautiful. Every female I saw, like, I can marry her. I can marry her. I can marry her. From freaking Robin Wright, who's got, got some age on her, but she's still looking she's gorgeous. good. Still looking good. Anna de Armas, who plays Joy. Sylvia Hoex, who plays Love. And I'm going to go over all these characters. Yeah. Everyone, everyone, in my opinion, brought their A game. I think that as far as the most beautiful characters, it's very close between Joy. Oh, she's and, gorgeous. Uh, I just had her name. It was on the tip of my tongue. Sylvia Hoex? Is it is it Sylvia Hoix? Yes, it is. All right, hold on. Love, yes. Again, beautiful. She looks they, I'll prettier give it, in these pictures than she did in the in the movie. Honestly, yeah, she yeah she does. I'll give it to Joy at the end because she can constantly change her image to be all these different preppy, perky, sort of happy people. You know, and she's just, you know, she's just an AI. She's not even nearly as advanced as he is. She but would, she's putting in all this stuff that she thinks will make him happy. Joy, and it's working. Joy would really destroy the porn industry. Oh, don't even get me started. Do not even get me started. If she got into porn, I'd start to hate her. Oh. Slowly but surely, I'd start to hate her. Because you yeah. get all the porn you want at home. I mean, yeah, you just can't yeah. touch it. But, but. The, the whole thing is, I'd give it to her over love because love is a replicant. Who's like the second in command for the guy who owns the replicant company. And that's Jared Leto. Yeah. Who's like blind and he's got this messiah complex and he, he acts like he's all deep. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, what a cry. 
Rock and shit. Yeah. I've seen his type before. He's all fucking deep and shit. I must witness the birth of every machine. Get the fuck out of he's here. He's trying to one up. He of course he does his he has his well, marriage, how, but he's trying to one up one up the previous creator. So. Yeah, but how are you that deep, but at the same time, you're doing all of this simply because your machines can't make replicants fast enough. So if I can breed them, I can make them so much faster. He comes off as a really capitalistic douchebag because he starts with such optimistic promise for humanity. Yeah. But he's like, no empire can truly expand without slaves. Uh-huh. This doctor, he didn't do shit because all that hard work was done by Dr. Tyrell. Dr. Tyrell was the one who created the but, replicants. But Dr. Tyrell could never make a wave for the replicants to be completely subservient. Exactly. He, he could didn't never do that. Do that. He didn't do that. And but this that's dude fine. found a way. This that's dude fine. found a way. That's why the probably the he didn't do that. Was doing that. And because he, he probably saw problems with that. And oh, he, I know? bet he did. And he gave them the lifetime longevity of life. They don't need an expiration if they can't. Yeah, if they he, can't disobey humans. So. Doctor Terrell was the one who gave the replicants more human than human. I was thinking about that one scene where one replicant is about to be born, mm-hmm. and it's in that one of those amniotic sacs, kind of. Yeah. And uh, and she falls onto the ground, and I kept thinking, is, is that actress okay? Because she hit that floor pretty hard. Yeah. It well, you know was what? was matted. It probably was matted, but I was you know, like, this saying, this was before Harvey Weinstein made his exit, so I'm oh. pretty sure she went through worse. Oh. So I think she's willing to take her lumps. Yeah, she'll be okay. But no, it's just, the guy really comes off as this, this kind of douchebag intellectual who at the end of the day just wants a bunch of slaves. And I think that was rather stupid. Uh, but basically was like a half-assed version of the Tyrell guy. Now, I will tell you one thing. Love, and I hated the fact that they did this with her character. Sylvia Hoex did a great job. She did a great job. It's just that at first... She was just all business. That's what she was made to be. This guy wants me to do. I'm just going to, quote unquote, get it done, period. But coming towards the end, she was doing a lot of infantile shit. Yeah. That was kind of like, I'm just angry because I'm not his favorite type shit. And that kind of took me out of it. Yeah, I actually noticed that. I mean, I did like the fact whenever she killed someone, did you notice that she cried? No, I actually didn't notice that. No, every time she killed someone, there there were tears, tears running down. Now, I believe I know why that is, but I'm going to ask you first. Why do you think she cried every time she killed someone? Because she was killing someone real, not a replicant. That's something that yeah, wasn't that's, a value. That's kind of a good idea. Is, is that what you're going to go with? I'm going to go with that. All right. I believe she was crying because she didn't want to do that. Because remember the short film? Yeah. In the short film, he has a replicant next to him. He says, you know, take that glass and make a weapon. He breaks it and he gets the, the knife. He says, now, you will either kill me or you will kill yourself. And the guy, the replicant, puts the knife to his throat. He says, do you want to do this? And the replicant says, I don't want to do this. I want to live. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. And the whole time he's saying that, he's cutting his own throat open. Because the guy gave him a command, me or you. And because, you know, me wasn't an option. Yeah. Because he cannot hurt humans. And also, not choosing himself was not an option because he has to obey humans. Yeah. He cut his own throat. The whole time, he didn't want to do it. I don't think uh, Love wanted to do any of that. She's like, I have to do this to fulfill my, my mission. If I could have gone here and gotten this stuff and left without being seen or whatever, great. But because I was seen... And if they identify me, they could stop me. And if they stop me, I can't complete my mission. And I was ordered to complete my mission. I have to kill these people. And I think she was crying because she just didn't want to fucking do that. Coming down towards the end, she was acting so infantile about the whole thing. You know, uh, I'm going to tell him that you attacked me, so I have an excuse to kill you. Yeah, I didn't notice that. That was like, what the the fuck out of here? This childish bullshit, man. That kind of annoyed me, and that's the only thing that made me really take the other chick over her, just because she had that infantile attitude. But still, she's fucking beautiful. Yeah, she is beautiful. She's absolutely fucking beautiful. You know who I didn't expect to see in this movie? Who? That he actually fit in very, very well. Who? Barkhad Abadi. He's the uh, Nigerian. I guess he's Nigerian. I'm not sure where he's from. Tom Hanks movie where he says, I'm the boss. Oh, you mean uh, Captain Phillips? I am the captain now. What you do, Irish? Yeah. It's okay, Irish. It's going to be okay. (laughs) You don't have to do this. We can go. Irish. Yeah. I got bosses, Irish. Just like you got bosses. 
I got bosses. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that character. He's my favorite character. You know he won an Academy Award for that, right? He should have. Everything he said, I was like, at the end of the movie, I can't fucking hate this guy. No. He's like, why you do this? I got bosses, Irish. Just like you got bosses. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's awesome. I I really didn't it's expect okay, to see Irish. him in this movie. I did not expect Everything's going to gonna be okay, Irish. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that guy, man. He but does his job. He does, he does his, his job. job. He does this uh, little character where he... Black market he, guy. Black market sees the value of things. And I thought, he tells him, you could get anything with this. Yeah, because he has very, a, he has a toy that's made of real wood. Yeah. And this is right after this guy burned down the entire tree it was yeah. made of. He's like, wow, I could I could take this and, and live the rest of my but fucking life. Dude. That is, that is a really replicant. weird. What am I going to do with that? So he just burned it down. Because everything's replicatable, you know? Well, food. not not real wood. You can yeah. make rep like simulated wood, but not real wood. wood. That reminds me of something else. I mean, I know we're going out a little off topic, but mm-hmm. un- unincorporated man. Other than that, oh yeah, bottle caps they are should, worth more than everything else. Yeah, they should make that into a real movie. But I'd still end up hating the ending. Yeah, so. I hate the ending too. I know where the ending's going. I end up hating it. So yeah, this is the most important part in my opinion. How does this compare to the original? Now, for me to ask that question, I always have to tell myself, what was the original movie based on? What was the message they were trying to get across? I'm going to quiz you, Ray. First of all, what do you think was the message that the original Blade Runner was trying to get across? Am I real? Okay, no, no, no. I'll give you that. I was going to say, what does it mean to be human? But you're saying, am Am I real? real? Am I human? That's fine. That's fine. I'll give you that. Okay, now, do you know what the movie was based off of? A short story. Called, You Fail the Course, if you don't get this right. Well, something about dreaming of... Fuck, man. (laughs) It's called, Do Androids Dream Dream of Electric Sheep? That's right. Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? And the whole idea is, what is it that makes us human? I read the short story. I also had the comic book that is word-for-word translation of the book. It's phenomenal. The book, it's short. It's not long. Again, it's a short story. Yeah. But it goes so deep into simple things at a time where being human is the most important thing imaginable because there are so few humans. Yeah. Proving that you have what it takes to be human. You're sympathetic. uh, You're kind. You want to take care of other lesser beings like pets and dogs. You love. You hate. All that stuff makes you human. And it's so fucking important to be human. But what if if you had a seed of doubt oh what if i planted that seed of doubt because all the things that are supposed to make you human your job is doing the exact opposite mm. and then at some point you have a crisis of faith what, what if what if you're not human but what if you are human and you're doing all these things that we say are inhuman and the things you're doing it to are showing the exact same characteristics that we're supposed to emulate yeah they're they're faking it they're just doing it because they're copying everyone else. But does that matter? What if you're only doing it because you're copying someone else? Are you technically not human? And if you are technically not human, I guess that makes them technically human. These things that you are killing for not being human. You, you see how yeah, it kind of... It, it can go. It kind of blossoms into a really fucked up sort of thing. Yeah. And that was the whole point of the book. And the first Blade Runner never really focused much on that. I'll give you an example. The original woman, the replicant that he fell in love with, was called Rachel. He was doing all these tests, and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, she's a replicant. He knew right away. In the book, he's doing these tests, and she fails the test. He tells the guy, who's supposed to basically be, you know, Tyrell. Yeah. Tells him, like, yeah, it's a replicant. And the guy's like, no. No, she's not a replicant. She's actually a girl who was born and raised up until she was 14 on a spaceship. She never had any human contact except her parents. So she doesn't actually know how to act. How to act. She doesn't know if she should be sad, if she should be happy. All she can do is work on basic assumptions. And that really fucking shook the guy. He's like, holy shit. He was about ready to fucking offer. He was like, I was about to kill a person. Shit. You know, it kind of made him like sick. And then as the book goes along and he's finding the replicants, normally you get like one or two a month. He killed like six in two days. And all the killing kind of fucked him up a bit. This is a tangent, I know, but it's relevant. It, stick with me. Okay. One of them was a famous opera singer that everybody knew of. When he went to kill her, she was like, look, you know, I create music that moves the emotion of all these people. How can you call me a machine after that? When she failed the test, she so badly didn't want to die. 
she told him like look you know i'll give you money i'll give you whatever you want she even put out there you know in in so many words she put out there, look i'll fuck you i will fuck you if you let me live and she would be like the equivalent of a super pop star because she was beautiful all these guys would have given their lives to have like five minutes inside this shit. she's like look i will fuck you if you let me live but when push came to shove he ended up retiring her he ended up killing her he meets with another bounty hunter well what we would call decker they called him something else yeah this guy is something of a sociopath he's like oh man it's fucking fun it's fucking fun being able to go out and kill him and the guy's like well you're not supposed to think it's fun yeah we're not supposed to want to take life that's what makes us human yeah and he tells him he kind of confides in him like look i had some problems with that last one i got kind of emotionally messed up he's like what are you talking about it's like well you know the way she was begging the way she wanted to live so badly it's almost like she's real yeah you know she offered to fuck me if i would let her live the other bounty hunter's like well what'd you tell her well i told her no he's like i would have said yeah i'd have fucked her it's happened to me plenty of times he's like what so yeah you know replicants offer sex and he's like all right so what do you do fuck him and kill him they're nothing but things so this is what's supposed to be human this guy's a fucking monster how how are we any different from them yeah and it gets so bad as the book goes on with him retiring other androids that at one point he has an absolute crisis of faith and he calls the girl the other android who in the book she's like 16 oh man you know the one who's supposed to be rachel he calls her and he's like i'm gonna kill myself because i'm an android she's like what yeah i think i'm an android because of this and that reason and whatever and she's like look go to this hotel go to this room okay it's like a personal room that i always have on standby go there go to this room mention my name i'm on my way don't do anything crazy and she's like genuinely concerned about and when she gets there the guy's a fucking mess he's like i'm a robot because i saw this and that and whatever and she talks to him and she works through him and she's basically like you're not a robot yeah okay doing this stuff doesn't make you a robot it's like what makes you think i'm not a robot and she tells him because i'm a robot she she knew she always knew she was a robot in the harrison ford movie he asked the guy does she know and i think he said like tyrell was like no she doesn't know that she's a robot but in the book this chick knew she's a robot but she's so advanced and simply because the guy had a good reason for why she'd be acting that way i can fool you into thinking that she's human so if she's a robot but you think she's human would that make her human in the book she tells him that she's a robot and they actually end up like fucking she's like you know what who knows about this robot human stuff what's the difference let's just go and be happy and he wants to do it but he's like i gotta get rid of these robots first and also the guy has a wife but the whole thing is when you read it it's really moving it's because you can feel like i can get it i can see why this guy is having a crisis and it takes a robot to convince him that he is human. human and in that robot being able to do that in a sense that robot is human so it takes a robot to convince him that he's human that he's human and in doing that doesn't that make the robot human because the robot can do better than you can convince you of human life who knows why she had sex with him who knows why she even bothered when he said he was gonna kill himself she seemed to be genuinely concerned where did that come from who knows we're not gonna know it's only a short story we don't have the time to get into that but had she not stopped him and went with him and met him and comforted him he would have killed himself. And that, so the whole point of that story is, what does it mean to be human? human? And I never thought the first Blade Runner did that. It was just a bunch of robots who did not want to die. And they're like, yeah, the simple fact that I don't want to die, that should be enough to make me human. Eh. But in this one, when it really is, shit, there's a lot of stuff going on to say, does this make me human? So in that in that respect... There's more internal conflict. Yeah, it's more loyal to the source material than the original. And I would love to go into what it is that they're asking what makes me human. But I'm going to see what you have to say about comparing it first. Because then we'll hit that spoiler button. Okay. And then we will go into the deep shit. And then we'll review it. We'll give it the score. Comparing the mm-hmm. second one to the first one, all the themes and moods and the music and the pacing were exactly the same. Not the, better, not worse. It's the same? No, it's about it's about the same. Right. The feeling mm-hmm. and the movement was pretty much dead-on accurate to the first. They didn't speed it up. It wasn't like a hardcore action movie that you know the trailer sometimes leads you to believe. Mm-hmm. Just like in the first one, it was more or less hardcore drama than it was more sci-fi. 
It's very so similar. So do you think it was better or worse than the first one? It's better. Better? Better. Much better. You know, they just needed to edit it just a little bit. Just a little bit. Well, what didn't you like about the editing? No, it's just there were scenes of Ryan Gosling walking slowly. A bit too much. Boy, that was a constant thing. That was, yeah. I mean, that and rain. Rain and touching shit. It always seemed to be a big point. Uh, I've seen some YouTube pages that go into depth of why it did that. I don't fucking care. I don't hear it. It just seems yeah. unnecessary and useless. So, Ray. Yeah. Pull the chain that lowers the spoiler button down. Just right. pull that I'm, chain. I'm going to pull it. Spoiler Spoilers. comes down. And there we go. Yeah. Okay. We're into spoiler territory. Uh, hide your kids. Hide your wife. What I was saying was, when I asked the question, what makes us human? Well, Ryan Gosling's character, all of their memories for a replicant are fake. They're created, yeah. Yeah, they're created because it gives you a foundation for how you should act. So they give you fake memories. And his memory is so vivid that he goes to a memory specialist, Dr. Anna Stelline. She's the one that made the memories for him. And she says, oh, you know, the best memories are real memories, but it's illegal to give someone real memories. What you want to do is make the memories up. He says, okay, check my memories. And she checks the memories and she starts crying. And he's like, well, says, oh, yeah, the memories are real. So he's like, holy shit, those memories of me being a kid is real. That means I'm the replicant that was actually born instead of being created. That's that's me. He's like, if that's the case, am I real? Does that make me real? Am I a real person? And he basically starts having a, a crisis. Yeah. He kind of breaks down a bit from that. I think the whole point of the story flowing around that goes a lot closer to the point of the short story, what makes us human? You know, for all intents and purposes, if he did grow up, here's what they were saying. The way he acts and the way he responds are based on his experiences in life. Yeah. Originally, it was believed that those experiences were memories that they programmed into him. Yeah. So he's acting in the way that he's been programmed to act. He's like, no, I actually grew up. I grew up through all that Everything shit. Everything felt all real. All that shit is real. It happened. So if that dictates how I act and behave, I'm fucking human. And that was the whole thing. He thought that he was robot that was born yeah he thought that harrison ford was his father he thought that the other chick rachel was his mother the whole nine yards yeah and then he finds out quite tragically that no it's not you it's a girl you're a boy yeah and that kind of devastates his whole thing his whole world crumbles yeah he he sort of has a uh crisis of conscience once that happens and what's sad is that the ai that grown to be more human than most of the replicants really guiding him that he was special he was unique you've told well, me that's the, story. the thing that's she's because she's a robot and that's kind of what hurt also she's an ai when she was killed by love in a fit of petulant rage love could have left the the little ai hologram there it wasn't hurting anyone but she wanted to hurt him so she smashed it and right before she smashed it the ai looked at him and said i love you and then she like smashed it now i'm looking at that and i'm like the ai doesn't love him yes the ai said what it felt would be best in the moment that he's gonna lose it forever yeah was gonna give him the most comfort when he gets back home he sees an advertisement for a new ai to replace his and she's like oh you're so sexy you're wonderful this and that you look like a real great joe and she recommended it oh you're special. You should have a name. Call yourself Joe. Joe. Because she was programmed with that name. She was programmed to reference people by the name Joe. And that's kind of when it hit him. It's like, this This is a fucking robot. This is not... It's not it real. It doesn't love me. It said it did. It felt like it did. It doesn't love me. It never loved me. Yeah. It, it all comes crashing home. And did he feel hurt for it not loving him? Maybe. Well, and if he did feel that hurt, does that make him human? Oh, absolutely it would make him human. Yeah, it would, it would make him If he felt human. pain from not being loved, what does it mean to be human is all over this fucking place? I, which is why I love it. Which is why it's so much better than the original. So, he tells Harrison Ford, yeah, I know where your daughter is, your daughter is this person, whatever. The guy who owns uh, the corporation. Neander Wallace wants him to tell them where the replicant child is. And he's like, I don't fucking know. I don't know where the child is. I have no idea. We purposely made sure. I don't know. So he's like, okay, I'm going to keep you and use you for something. He doesn't say what. Yeah. I can only assume breeding stock. Maybe he's going to find some other replicants and have this guy fuck him. I I, I don't know. I yeah. simply don't know. I think it was just trying to find the genetic code to get them to replicate. On I, don't, I don't think it was because of his DNA. I think it's just because those replicants are able to do that. They have all the female parts yeah. so they can, they can give birth. 
when they're taking him back, just out of fucking nowhere, a cage just comes up. There's three ships. One carrying um, Harrison Ford, and the other two just carrying some security people. He just comes up and just mercs all three ships yeah. really, really easy. I'm like, wait, he had weapons on his card all yeah, the he, time? Yeah, he, he just fucking decked out with weapons. Yeah, I mean, he had weapons, but you know, another thing that actually I thought was cool is that everybody had a flying car. The skies were empty. Only only law officials or very, very, very wealthy people like corporate people or whatever had flying cars. Oh, okay. That was, that was pretty much known. Because you can't have every Tom, Dick, and Harry flying a car plowing it into a fucking building or some shit. That would be a disaster. But what got me is Harrison Ford tells this chick, he's like, yo, where are we going? He, and she says... What'd she say? We're going home? She seemed excited. And I was like, what the fuck? But we never got to see we what that was. That, yeah. They never explained what that was. Because Kay shot all the fucking ships down. And once he shot all the ships down throughout the whole movie, Love was constantly beating his ass. And I figured that's okay. She's programmed for combat. She knows combat. She knows literature. She's programmed to be the Do best everything. at everything. Because she's this dude second in command. Fucking Kay comes out there and just fucking dominates this broad. You he know, dominates the broad, and then what really pisses me off, he kills her by holding her head under the water. Well, I'm like, if she's a replicant, and her whole thing, yeah, she wants to look human. They, the boss wants her to look human. But at the end of the day, I want efficiency out of her. Fuck her looking human. I can make it. Why would she need lungs? to breathe? You can put the lungs in there. It puts people at ease to see it. Inhaling, exhaling, inhaling, exhaling. Puts people at ease, but really, she doesn't fucking need it. On the inside. They don't need to give her any fucking lungs. That's my thing. She doesn't need to fucking breathe. That's my thing. And he takes Harrison Ford to see his real daughter, who is actually uh, Dr. Anna Stiline. She told the guy, oh, you know, this is the memory I gave you. You know, I oh, I make memories. I make memories. Okay, my memory, is it real or is it made up? No, it's real. And she cried because it was actually her memory. Yeah. I thought she was crying because she felt bad for him. And I yeah. was like... It's How the fuck did she know about his situation? Why the, why the hell would she know that? No, she was crying because that was her memory. And it was it was hurtful to remember that memory. The answer to the question was hiding in plain sight in this mm-hmm. movie. It was actually pretty crazy. If you think about it, Wallace had access to her and to her work all this time, and he didn't know. And I thought yeah. that was kind of awesome. Well, they said he always tried to, to like actually hire her, to like buy out her contract, to hire her to work for him. And no matter how much money he offered, she turned it down because she preferred the freedom of doing whatever she wants and making what memories she yeah. wants and that sort of thing. So she always turned that sort of thing down. Now, what would you be doing in the society here if you were there? As what? As whatever. So not like as K or whoever, just, I'm just living there? Yeah, you're just living there. I'd probably have a dead-end job. I'd have my holographic chick. Every evening, I'd probably have her, like, dance in front of me naked, and I'd beat off. <laughs> and I'd go to bed. I mean, this is a really dystopian society. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I'd be the head of a super-duper triple-A corporation doing this and that, whatever. No, dude, it, it's... It's a really shit society. You keep your head down, you do your fucking job, and at some point you die. It's yeah. very, very bleak. I mean, they it's had, beautiful, but it's very, very bleak. They had those brothels like on every street corner. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure a good portion of my money would go there, but at the end of the day, that's really more expensive than I need to be bothered with. I can just have my hologram do dirty stuff in front of me and, you know, just make it make it work. Because the brothels are expensive, you see. Yeah, yeah. Right, let's uh, rate this movie. I mean, unless there's something else you want to talk about. No, oh. I said it's better than the original. You said it's better than the original. It is better than the original. Was there something else we missed? All right, so let's go ahead and rate this. Uh, Ray, you go first, All and right. you, Dane, and I'll take it. So what do you give it, Ray? I'm going to give this a full price. Uh, oh, nice. Only because it did such a good job portraying the world and not uh-huh. not really taking a left or right turn into somewhere we didn't want it to go. And okay. this movie just pretty much continued off of the first, mm-hmm. the foundation of the first movie, which I thought was just awesome. So it picked up the ball and ran with it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's no problem. That's no problem. No, that's pretty fair. Uh, Dane, what do you give it? All right. Um, first of all, I give it a full matinee. What the fuck? Yo, what the hell is this? A full highest matinee. Shut here. this motherfucker down. <laughs> Pull the plug. <laughs> Turn off the battery back up. That's, that, get the fuck out of here. Why do you give it a matinee? Issues with, with editing. And that's it. That's the only problem. There were scenes of Ryan Gosling looking at his hand and looking at the snow falling and then looking at himself. And it's like, I feel like I'm watching Ray taking a shit. But come on, man. That, the other scene of him walking around in the darkness and looking at the 
furniture and collecting the dust with his fingers, we get it. You know? You should be ashamed of yourself. Have, please. Don't fucking format. Dude, you're on some bullshit yeah, with man. that. That's... I don't know. You were pretty much sucking a dick of this movie way before it came out when i said it was gonna be shit i said the movie was gonna be shit i saw the trailers i said it looked like fucking garbage and then i saw the movie personally now i'm like okay i was wrong i take back all my words but you give it a fucking matinee of all people that's unheard of that's i think i don't know the same shit with freaking aliens oh you know what i think it's this 80s shit that he's judging it so hard that it could never win he's holding it to such a high fucking standard i know because he's just angry nothing's gonna live up to what you believe it should be dang just understand that but your score is garbage by the way okay so for me i gotta tell you ray i debated with myself i would say mass debated oh i did a mass debation it's like it's larger than normal debating it's like you debate so hard it's like man it's like i'm debating enough for like 10 guys I'm just doing a masturbation about this movie. I didn't know if I should give it, I want this inside of me or full price. Oh. Because it did such a better job of emulating what the book meant to do. Fuck if it's going verbatim for the book. I wouldn't have even required the first one go verbatim with the book. Does it put across the message that the book is trying to give to you? Does it make you think? And this one really, really, really does. But because of the end... You know, once we realize, yeah, you're not the Messiah. Oh, okay. Let me just go kill this broad, get this guy, drop him up. Just wrap everything up. It was wrapped up very easily. It seemed like there was no reason it couldn't be wrapped up that easily from the start. Yeah. And that really kind of annoyed me. So I'm going to go with a full price. Oh. A very high, very enthusiastic it's good. full it's price. It's good. It definitely Very enthusiastic. It. it definitely needs it because apparently... It didn't do too good at the box office. Well, that's that's what's fucking weird. I looked at it on fucking, uh, Rotten Tomatoes, and um, like everybody fucking liked it. It got an 89% from the critics, certified fresh. It got an 82% from the audience. But I've been told it's not making nearly enough money. I, I can't understand what the fuck's going on. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Oh, I watched that movie and said, this is going to make bang. This is why I sometimes don't trust Rotten Tomatoes. What are you going to do? Yeah. You know? All right, guys. Don't forget to visit our website at g2ta.net and gottatalkaboutit.com. And please subscribe and send us messages. Send us messages on Twitter. Spread the word. Yeah, unplug that motherfucker. Yeah, I'm going to freaking... fucking blade... Uh, check his software, man. I don't know. He's been constantly That Blade going... Runner review... Uh, fucking going... matinee, really? Going on and on and on and on and on about this shit. For weeks. Months. For months. Yeah, and then and then you give us that. I'm freaking ridiculous.